episode 123 of Operation Retroshock. I am one of your hosts, Alan Price, and joining me for this trip through time is... Uh, I was trying to think of something, but is your uh, podcasting companion? Uh, that does not mean you're the doctor by any stretch of the imagination. But yes, it's Chris Finn, so hello. Were you trying to say that you were coming up with a witty reply or a witty remark there, but you kind of just changed your opinion? Yeah, there? I kind of did. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I kind of accept that I'm the doctor now because you said companion. No. There's no, no arguments can be made now. So, everybody, yes, welcome to episode 123. This is going to be our discussion of all things heading into the new season of Doctor Who with the now 13th Doctor. It's crazy to think that. It is, yes. Um, but. Again, we'll get the old plugs out of the way. If you want to get in contact with us, you can tweet us at RetroShockPod on Twitter. Our DMs are open there also, but you can leave us just a regular tweet with anything you'd like to see on the show coming up in the future. So send us a topic, be it a movie, be it a video game, be it TV show of the past or present. It would be fantastic to hear from you. Also, you can get us on... Uh, the different various uh, iTunes and Stitcher and TuneIn radios and stuff like that, feel free to leave us a review. It would be very nice of you to do so. You can contact me at Alan GW Price on Twitter. You can contact him at Vento316. You can. It would be lovely to hear from you. Yeah. So, shall we get stuck in, Chris? We can. We shall. We so, will. let's take our little trip through time and head back to the 22nd of January 2016 and this is where this whole story kind of begins for this new year of Doctor Who and that is that Stephen Moffat announces that he will be leaving as showrunner of Doctor Who. Did you have any initial feelings Chris when yeah. this was announced? Yes feelings of joy. I thought that might be the case. Um, I've only just recently watched seasons 8 and again and season nine for the first time um and i found season nine was just some of the most arduous word of the day watching that i had endured of doctor who for quite some time um i just think that with his writing um i've always said that with moffat it needs to go back to being fun and with him in charge of Doctor Who, it was sometimes anything but fun. It was very complicated and, you know, you needed to pay attention to every little, you know, like bit here and there of what was going on. And, um, you know, you just needed to make sure, you know, like you, you would have to go on like Doctor Who forums or listen to podcasts about, oh, I didn't know that that meant something to do with that or whatever. But yeah, I was quite happy whenever he was announced that he was leaving and, you know, I, very much... Uh, I was very sad whenever I heard that Russell T Davies and David Tennant was leaving. You know, like so. Um, but for me, I was. Uh, I think his time was done, and his time was done like uh, quite a few seasons ago, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm maybe not as critical of the Stephen Moffat era as some others, but I did feel that maybe his time was done at the end of the Matt Smith era for me. Mm -hmm. I think that maybe would have been the more logical kind of checking out point for him. I know some might have said maybe that would have been a bit early. Yeah. But you consider how long, um, you know, Russell T Davies did his kind of run. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't have been much shorter than that. It would have been around a similar amount of time, if not just a wee bit shorter. 
Um, so by the time we roll around and we have another few seasons under our belt with Capaldi, yeah, it was as you say, just getting to the point where you're like, okay, this this does need freshened up just a bit, mm-hmm. you know, on the storyline wise, how storylines are laid out, you know, we need that freshened up because, you know, was it what is it? How many years was Moffat? Six or seven. Yeah, because he was in charge of seasons 5 through 10, so five seasons he was yeah, there for. you know, but I think obviously they were spaced out over six or so years or seven years yeah. because of different air dates and things oh, like God. that. two parts. It felt, long, it felt longer. Yeah, well, it did, it really did. So it did. But Stephen Moffat always will have a kind of strong part in Doctor Who history, I think obviously Blink is a key part of his back catalogue that everybody will look back on. Mm-hmm. Or don't, because you can't Blink. Uh, in the T- David Tennant era, I think it's just some people maybe got a wee bit... Um, it's almost like having too much of a certain thing. I'm not going to say a good thing, mm. but having too much of something, and you're just like, I need a different change. I need to cleanse the palate. Yeah. So I do. And we got the announcement that Chris Chibnall would be taking over as showrunner. Now, when this was announced, Chris, did you know who Chris Chibnall was? Were you familiar with any of his work? Or... I don't, but I do now because um, I, yesterday, as a matter of fact, brought, um, bought the first season of Broadchurch on uh, DVD, which obviously has Jodie Whittaker and it has David Bradley in it, has David Tennant in it, and has, um, oh, Arthur Darville in it as well. Um, so uh, quite a few Doctor Who alumni yeah. in that. So I bought that for Mum and I to watch together. Um, so I wasn't sure of what his work was before that. Um, but um, yeah, um, I just think that um, it's something that um, it, it's good to have somebody fresh in and somebody, you know, like to uh, take the mantle and that kind of thing, you know. Fair enough, fair enough. Um Chibnall has had a hand in a few episodes of uh, Doctor Who, so he has, so I was familiar with the name. I hadn't watched any of Broadchurch, still actually haven't, I mean to, because um, anything that has David Tennant in it is Mm -hmm. always something that will pique my interest. Um, Plus, it was obviously deemed good enough that America had to go and do their version of it as well which doesn't necessarily work out so good. Uh, I think of the likes of Life on Mars Mm -hmm. as a perfect example there. But not too long down the line then, on February 27th, uh, 2017, the discussions really started to get going in terms of, right, Capaldi's announced, you know, kind of during this time period, Capaldi was like, him and in hand, will I, won't I stay for the new era with Chibnall? Uh, he eventually decided he would not be. He would be departing. So, of course, the rumour mill starts. Who will be the next Doctor? And, of course, that age-old question that has been brought up since Stephen Moffat kind of pretty much put it into fact that um, Time Lords can indeed change gender is would there be the chance that there would be a female Doctor? Mm. And uh, in February 2017, Chibnall was quoted as saying... Nothing is ruled out, but I don't want the casting to be a gimmick. That's all I can say. And at this moment in time, believe it or not, Chris, Tilda Swinton was considered the favourite to take over as a female doctor because this was around the time, of course, 
we weren't long after Doctor Strange. I remember hearing Helen Mirren was teased as the Doctor as well, which, as much as Helen Mirren's a great actress and stuff, um, to go from Capaldi to that would just have been, you know, like, you were almost going, like, the younger route, and then you were going, like, no harm to, you know, like I say, but, you know... Like, to see her running and, you know, like, how she would be the Doctor would be something weird. I never... It's almost like you... um, Whenever you think about, you know, like, people getting announced and things like that, like we were talking about with Capaldi, is that we wanted... If somebody's in the rumour mill, then you're like, right, that's them kind of cut out of that. Um, So whenever you hear, like, a name, you're like, right, well, that's not going to be them. It's almost like whenever you're watching, like soccer football or your American football or your football um, and then players get announced you know like and it's just one after the other after the other after the other and it's just who's actually going to be signing for this and that's the same here he's like who is going to be our doctor who is going to be our companions are we still going to have you know other companions like older ones come back or what are we going to do there yeah. so um, like you say it's like it's it's good, but at the same time, it's it's scary because you don't know how that person is going to portray that character that has been around for 50 plus years and they are big boots to fill. Yeah, I think for me, a key part of picking someone to be the Doctor is you don't want them to be too well-known. Mm. You could probably say when it comes to New Who, when the person was announced, Capaldi was probably the most mainstream the most known he'd done Oscar winning movies and all by that stage Christopher Eccleston was getting there when he was announced Yeah. David Tennant and Matt Smith were both relative unknowns when they both got announced so I like having that slight unknown quantity to the actor that's coming in to play the doctor so that they can I have no previous conceptions of their work you know them as a person so it's a lot easier mm-hmm. to see them be the Doctor than the actor. For, so you mentioned Helen Mirren. Yeah. If Helen Mirren had been cast as the Doctor, I probably would find it very hard to see the Doctor. Yeah. I would probably be like, that's Helen Mirren. Yeah. Whereas, yes, I knew who Capaldi was. I'd seen a good body of his work. He was, of course, involved in Torchwood and all prior to this and other episodes of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. But you were still able to go, right, this guy very much can be the Doctor. So he can. But moving on from there, uh, we go to the 4th of March 2017. And our first major rumour, Chris, of a replacement doctor. And that is Chris Marshall. People were fairly certain it was going to be Chris Marshall because even betting was suspended. Yeah. How would have you felt? Obviously, we know this is not the case sitting here and now yeah but how were your feelings around this time when you heard this kind of rumor creep up um it's very weird because again you're going for you know like you're going from a like an older kind of looking doctor to then a very younger doctor it would almost be like you going from for me that would be like you very going much between a tom baker to peter davison you know like that was very not that tom baker was very old then but you know what i mean is that out of the you know he looked younger than Pertway, but then whenever Davison came, it looked like they were getting younger. So yeah. I think that, you know, with Capaldi, it was kind of, 
out of obviously all of them and knew who he was like the old oldest one by a country mile so to have him obviously people would know him more for like my family or over here didn't he do the bt adverts as well yes he did, yeah. ones. um so then whenever jody was announced and there was rumors that he was going to be a companion as well and it just seemed to be it was the doctor who and chris marshall rumors you know just linked together yeah everybody seemed to have their minds kind of set that he was going to be involved yeah. in some shape or form and of course at this moment in time when this was all kind of coming out of the woodwork it was kind of it wasn't overly well received by myself and probably not well received by the greater who fandom i would suspect um my reason may be different for others just because i was just like I didn't really fancy him portraying the Doctor. I fancied mm. something a, a bit different. Boy, did we get it in the end. Yeah. Um, girl, didn't we get it in the yeah. end? Yeah. Um, but I was thinking they were going to go the direction of, right, they're finally going to go to a person of colour mm-hmm. or something like that. You know, I didn't see I didn't see them kind of jumping straight over the gate and going straight yeah. to a female Doctor. I saw them going, right, well, let's go person of colour and then maybe. Mm-hmm. Down the line, because like I think whenever Tennant was leaving Richard Adewadi, I still being, think he'd make a fantastic I think doctor he would be as well. I think he would do, and because of the sense of humour, yeah. Um, obviously people know him from the IT crowd and and the Crystal Maze here in the UK. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know how you know, like watching Chris Marshall's first episode would have been would have been like, oh right, well this is a little bit different. Um, but again, like I said, or earlier you know like it doesn't really matter on if you have a good actor and you have a good stories you know because it could be something that you've maybe seen him in other things like my family and it's a very comedic um you know like it's a sitcom so to see him transition into drama you know not a lot of people can do it but then there's nothing to say that he wouldn't have been able to do it or that he couldn't have done it but um i think whenever you've got the likes of say david tennant christopher eccleson matt smith and then Peter Capaldi, and they've all really had their acting chops beforehand, and then come into this. Then and then with same with Jodie Whittaker, who was obviously in Broadchurch. I don't know why my hand keeps moving backwards and forwards, but anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, with her being in like a Broadchurch, and then um, being in this, I'm excited to see where we go from here. And that moves us on once again to later on in 2017 in July. Um, this is when the supposed final five favourites came out for the 13th Doctor. And funnily enough, number one on that list was Jodie Whittaker. Okay. So she was Chris Marshall again. Number two. Was in this top list. Uh, Then you had uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who I'm not going to say people will most know her for, but probably her most known role or big role this year uh, was playing L3, the droid, in Solo, A Star Wars Story. So she was the voice of that droid. Oh, so right, she okay. was, And did the whole on-set you know, acting in the suit and stuff. Uh, watch me butcher this name. Uh, Tom Rosenthal. I've probably said it completely different. Um, but he was another Broadchurch guy. Okay. So, so you could see a theme yeah. going here that uh, Broadchurch people were uh, well up for it. But this is one I would have actually really liked as well, um, is David Harewood. Okay. Obviously, John Jones on Supergirl. Mm-hmm. You would have probably suspected if he'd have got the role Supergirl, it probably had to be 
knocked in the head, sort of. What, literally, or...? Not literally. Oh, okay. But he would have probably had Kryptonite to panned, you know? move his way out of Supergirl yeah. into more of a, say, sporadic recurring role rather than full-on series regular. Mm-hmm. But he, again, remember, has Doctor Who connection. End of time. End of time yeah. with mm-hmm. the Master and all yeah. as well. Um, very easy to forget looking back and then you realise oh he's there H- had a book out and all that Donna bought uh, Wolf for Christmas exactly mm-hmm. um, is there any ones on that list besides Jodie Whittaker you would have liked to have seen would it probably been Harewood I probably would have I've, I've as a time of recording I've still watched Solo and the other guy I've no idea who it was um, but yeah to see him you know like I think this is kind of similar to the Idris Elba never say die or you know, well, kind of James, uh, Bond, James Bond rumors you know like it's just like he's constantly linked with that and like Chris Marshall was with Doctor Who um, but yeah I think he would have been one that I would have um, liked to have seen even as, even just to see him reappear again as his character you know like from Doctor Who from End of Time in like a an episode with Jodie Whittaker would be quite interesting yeah so, of course, not long after this, Jodie Whittaker is, in fact, officially announced, because this was July of 2017. Uh, they released the trailer uh, showing her as the 13th Doctor during Wimbledon Tennis Tournament <laughs> over here in the UK. Mm-hmm. Have to get those viewing figures up for Wimbledon, so you do. Yep, because uh-huh, then her first trailer dropped during the England game at the World Cup or something like that. Something like that, like that yeah. as well, the teaser trailer from yeah. this year as mm-hmm. well, yeah. Um, but everybody was getting, I remember drastically impatient waiting for the kind of reveal trailer of Mm -hmm. the 13th doctor because if i remember right that year like the wimbledon final went on and on yes it was a fairly uh long match and they were like trailers coming after the match and you know the other person that was in the final brought the match back to level and then it went into the final and deciding set of the tennis match so you're just like Oh, great. That's another 40 minutes to an hour. We'll have to wait for this. Yep. And then even after the match finished, you had to wait another 30 minutes or 40 yeah, minutes. Yeah, you had to wait for them to get to, like the um, the trophies and then have their speech. And you just want to go, like, thanks very much, Doctor Who. Right, play it now. Yeah. You know, um, and then obviously Sue Barker then. Like, oh, obviously, some people are not here for the tennis, so here's Doctor Who. And then you see the first shot of the in the woods. Yeah, I thought this was a very fun and slightly different uh, reveal trailer because of course it's completely different the way Capaldi was announced Capaldi was just kind of brought out in stage in front of an audience yeah, I, think Peter Capaldi. I think that's what they did with Matt Smith if memory serves as well was that they were talking about him they did like interviews whenever Moffat was talking about you know who they got and all that kind of thing because I have a funny feeling we were I have a funny feeling you and I were together whenever he was announced we were like outside work we were waiting for our lifts home or whatever Yeah, and then I think your mom had texted you and said Matt Smith's been on his... And we were like, like who? who? Who's like, literally, who? <laughs> yeah. Who's that? Um, and then we, obviously, then we were able to find out who he was and that. And then Capaldi, like you say, was again, like a 15 minute TV show to boost the ratings. And With Zoe why, Ball. Yeah, and that's why they had um, the to do with Wimbledon because they were already going to have big viewing figures, but then they were going to have the people who were just going to tune in at the end for that. So if they yeah. were able to keep them on for fifteen odd minutes, then there's yeah. more viewing figures I, for them. I find the whole thing around this quite fun because uh, it's always enjoyable. You have your own reactions mm-hmm. for when these like teasers or reveal things are put online, and you're 
always inclined to go, well, I wonder how so-and-so has reacted. So if there's certain people you follow on YouTube or on Twitter yeah. or whatever that you know are into Doctor Who, you're like, oh, I wonder how they And then you kind of sometimes spiral down a rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. So I remember going on YouTube afterwards and seeing everybody's like, you know, watching the trailer and their reactions and obviously seeing young girls realize it's a female doctor yeah. and the surprise and joy and, you know, emotion that comes with that. Um, but then you have the other flip of the side of the coin where you have <laughs> people who aren't happy that it's not continuing the trend of it being a man and it's going to be a female instead. And then there's a whole big thing to do with Twitter. And then people saying, you know, like, oh, it can't be a woman, blah, 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 blah. but it doesn't matter because the doctor can regenerate into anything. Yeah. You know, and... You know, we had a time before where in Modern Undead, he says that he only has 12 regenerations. I only knew that because I watched it the other day. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, in the Sarah Jane adventures, then that's kind of quashed. And then, obviously, at the time of the Doctor, we have that he gets... We don't know how many more regenerations. It's just we... That's it. Moffat completely just went, right, okay, you just don't know the answer now. Yeah, exactly. You so know, it could have been a thousand regenerations, actually, yeah. God, just so that they don't have that problem again yeah. in 30, 40, 50 years' time. Yeah. Um, what was your first reaction then? Um, I liked how the trailer was done. And then whenever you saw the hand with the key in it... As soon as I saw the hand, I was like... Because yeah. the hand... I'm not saying that I don't have smooth hands, you know, I don't know if you have... A dainty hand? Yeah, exactly. So whenever you see the the small dainty hand, you're like, that's a woman, you know. Again, it's cleverly done because you don't see the nails. Yeah. If you see the fingernail, it kind of gives it away a little bit as well. But whenever you see that and then obviously the hood come down and you see her face and I was just like, all right, okay. Because I'd heard the name before, but obviously I hadn't seen anything, but... And then just seeing her go in the TARDIS and you're like, is this canon now? Because obviously at the end of uh, Twice Upon a Time, she falls out of the TARDIS. So I just see her going in the TARDIS. Blah, 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 blah. Um, you, but just, no. you just have to take it that it's a reveal trailer. Yeah, but just for the I, moment. For me, it was, for me, it was good. And like you say, it's very empowering for women, um, you know, like that they have somebody to look up to that women can now, not that they don't cosplay as, you know, their favourite doctor to begin with, but now... They can cosplay as somebody if they have that same kind of hair. They can get their hair yeah. done like that, you know, like etc. And if they want to do that, they can. The outfit, I think, is very good. Uh, I don't know if we should talk about the outfit now or if you have that later on. But no, not um, for, not obviously, you just see her in like her Luke Cage, a very like obviously well, like Capaldi. Capaldi stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's very much like the. The fleece, the hoodie with her. Which I think actually would have worked really well as well. It would have, yeah, but you want to have that emphasis, you know. Capaldi kind of had like three costumes. He had the one he started off with, then he had like his um, proper suit, his his Luke Cage phase, as I call it, with the hoodie, the t shirt with the holes in it, and then he had the suit at the end. Um, whereas kind of I didn't like the middle part of it. Yes, it almost seemed to be that that was like his midlife time crisis. Yeah. Um, and I preferred him as the sip because whenever he was announced, it was like, oh, Pertwee. That just looks the spit of Pertwee's kind of outfit, yeah. you know, and that kind of thing. And then he kind of moved away from there. But no, I was happy with it. It wasn't a case of I was saying, oh my God, it's a woman. Like I've always said, if the stories are there and the acting's there, it doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. You, at the end of the day, if somebody is, if some if you close your eyes and you just listen to everything if that's an audiobook 
you kind of get lost in that because of how it's acted and how it's scripted. It doesn't matter at the end of the day if it's a man, if it's a woman, whatever it is. Yeah. So I was happy enough and um, going forward, you know, like after seeing her at the end of Twice Upon a Time, she looks the part again. Would like to see her saying that because she looks good in that. Yeah. But... But no, I was I was really pleasantly surprised. There isn't many trailers nowadays or reveals or things that really make you go, "Oh wow!" Yeah, you know, you can, because, okay. because it, yeah, it's mainly like okay, that's cool yeah. sort of thing. Because everything's online now, there's always whispers. There's no secrecy anymore. There's no secrecy. But even though I'd seen like the top five list that we were saying there that her name was in the running, you never really think right they're going to pull the trigger. Yeah. This early because normally if the names announced on if the names on a list and it's like a surefire thing you think it's not them then yeah exactly you, you think know it's, it's always somebody else you know putting false information out yeah. there or whatever to get you off on another path so as soon as I saw like you say the hand open up mm-hmm. and the key be in the hand and I was like oh my gosh they've actually pulled the trigger they've had the guts to do it yeah now some folks might think that's a bit weird me saying have the guts to do it. But they, there was no point them hinting that they were going to change the mm-hmm. formula of going away from a male yeah. doctor. Yeah. Let alone maybe a person of colour. Obviously, we still had, in Matt Smith, whenever he first appeared, we had him pulling the hair and going, like, I'm a girl. And then he grabs the Adam's apple and he's like, I'm not a girl. You mm-hmm. know, like, so, you know, it's not, this has been a show that's over 50 years old at this point, And it's not a case of, I think times have changed since whenever Doctor Who was around then. And now it's become more, it's becomes more socially acceptable. Not that it shouldn't have been in the first place, but women should have the equal right to do things as men. And, you know, like it's always been a case of, you know, like I was watching, you ever watch those teens react things? Yes. Yeah. There was one to do with the 50th anniversary of the trailer. And then one of the guys says, like, the doctor always seems to have, like, really sexy companions. And now they've kind of changed that. And then we've got, like, a What are you saying Bradley that... Walsh isn't sexy? I am saying that <laughs> to each their own. Some people watch the chase maybe for her, him, or maybe the governess. I don't know, you know. But... Whatever floats everybody's boat. Yeah, exactly. But, <clears throat> you know, like, they're changing, they're moving things around. They're changing things around. And it's going to be exciting to see how how she does that but one thing was kind of Capaldi's last speech was like never be cruel be kind yeah you know like and that's that's almost to he's letting that doctor go but he's kind of saying to us yes be kind towards be open-minded be yeah you know know, willing to yeah give this a go love is always love is always kind and hate is always foolish I think he says so that's kind of the way he's saying like yeah. embrace what comes next and it's new and it's exciting and it's different you know like and well speaking of something that wasn't kind and that is us leading us our way back to Twitter again alright oh, okay is that what uh, did you write <laughs> no I, I didn't write anything um, but not long after Jodie was revealed uh, of course Every Tom, Dick and Harry were asking, of course, the previous doctors their feelings on there being a female doctor now. Mm. And it's fair to say when it comes to the slightly older doctors, opinions were mixed. Yeah. So they were. So this created a whole hoo-ha on Twitter and a certain fifth doctor getting it quite a lot in the neck, um, as folks do on Twitter when 
you don't have the same opinion as them. But uh, a week or so after Jodie was revealed, um, Classic Era, I'm reading this from Doctor Who TV, by the way, uh, Classic Era doctors Peter Davison and Colin Baker have been weighing in on the casting of the first female Doctor and have had conflicting views. Speaking at this year's San Diego Comic Con, Davison said, I think it's a fantastic opportunity for Jodie and I think it will be hard for some fans to adjust to it. As I said before, it's difficult to adjust to any new Doctor, but I think the most important thing is uh, that those who are uncertain should be encouraged to watch it with an open mind. I think that the time for discussion about the topic of a female Doctor is past. They've made the announcement that Jodie is the next Doctor, and that's great. If I feel any doubts about it, it's that, and this is the bit that got people up in arms, uh, it's that young boys have lost a role model sort of thing. You um, say Bradley Walsh is not a role model? <laughs> yeah, and he says, as a viewer, I quite like the idea of the Doctor as a boy, but maybe I'm old-fashioned dinosaur, who knows? Uh, but that's irrelevant now. We have a new Doctor, and let's give her our full support. So, of course, as the world is online, they didn't see the other three quarters yeah they saw of that yeah mm-hmm. they went he should be a guy yeah and of course anybody that felt like the doctor should be a guy latched onto that and so on and so forth but colin baker came out and he was very much the opposite in terms of young boys losing a role model or whatever he says uh colin baker says They've had 50 years of having a role model, so sorry, Peter, you're talking rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you have to take into account Colin's probably replying to what someone's came to him and said, oh, Peter said this. Um, So that's why he's saying, oh, you're speaking a load of rubbish. Um, You don't have to be of a gender for someone to be a role model. Can't you just be a role model as people? Which I think is a fair point Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. So this was the whole thing. For the next while, it was, you know, really should have been a guy or whatever. But I think Colin Baker pretty much sums it up perfectly there, that it doesn't really matter as long as uh, the whole thing of the Doctor is, like you kind of say, with the whole Capaldi stuff. It's like, you know, be kind, you know, don't be cruel, um, be accepting of others, and let's go on an adventure around the universe and space and time and help people out in certain situations plus it'd be interesting to see obviously in school reunion you know like Sarah Jane sees Tennant and says about um, you know you've regenerated and go like you know like oh half a dozen times since I saw you've last whereas it'd be interesting whenever like say the 60th special comes around and we maybe have a Capaldi Smith and Tennant special with Jodie and then we see oh did we are you know like and then think are you are you you river did you regenerate or whatever and then it's like no i'm the doctor but like oh i'd be like oh it happened we finally did it we're now a woman yay you know like because obviously that's something that they've always kind of mentioned about and you know like i think it'd be something different to see how the doctors that have kind of not paved the way but have kind of came before judy and then kind of i think if once they accept her then the fans kind of say well some fans may say, well, they accept her, so now I will. If my doctor can accept it, then I will. You know, because some people kind of need to have that reassurance. You know, like some um, people can just make up their mind straight away. and but I'm going to give this a go. And some people go like, no, it's a woman, not watching it. You know, like, and everyone has their own opinion, which they're entitled to. 
and as long as she gets support from people and it's a good series then she's nothing to worry about absolutely so moving on to companions and this is something you really wanted to talk about uh when we were leading up to this episode and that takes us to october 2017 where it's announced that bradley walsh Toshin Cole and Mandip Gill will line up as the new regular cast of Companions on Doctor Who. First thoughts, Chris? Well, we have, obviously, with the likes of, say, Tennant's era, we had Companions, but we didn't have, you know, like, it was normally him and Donna, him and Rose, him and Martha, and then you would have, oh, there's Sarah Jane, there's Captain Jack. So I think it was only with the Peter Davison era... That we yeah. had Nissa, Tegan and Turlow. It's been quite some time. So, again, this is kind of them changing that and going like, right, okay. It's not to say that Jodie is going to be a poor doctor and needs support. It's maybe just a case of that's how they maybe are writing it, is to have more story for companions and maybe there's going to be lesser other people in the stories. Maybe it'll only be like one or two instead of, you know, like five or six people. And that's maybe how it'll be written. You know, because I can't honestly think... Like, Colin Baker certainly didn't have more than one companion. McCoy only had one. And then, like I say, the likes of Tom Baker had... Oh, well, Tom Baker, whenever he finished, he had, obviously, the three that... He had uh, Nyssa, Tegan, and Adric. So, yeah, you're going back some, You're going back to, like, the early 80s. So you're coming back a brave while for you to have three people. And again, you know, like it's one's a woman, one's a... Let's just say he's uh, in his later years of his life, mm-hmm. like mid-50s. And then you've got like... Uh, and then you've got like the guy who... Um, the girl reminds me very much of the the girl who played Rani in Sarah Jane Adventures. I get you, yeah, so yeah. So it's yeah. very, very similar to her. And then obviously we have the fella who is, you know, African-American. Um, and then, you know, like, so you do have a real... It's a, you a, heck, do, of, it's a heck of a variety of a cast. Yeah, yeah but you, you've got something there for everyone, you know, like, to look at. You know, like, whenever Matt Lucas first came into Doctor Who, I was like, why is he here? But then whenever he left, I was really sad that he was yeah. leaving. You know, because I thought that over the season... He had changed my opinion um, of that, and I think that a lot of people may go into this thinking, well, three companions, that's not going to work. Bradley Walsh isn't going to work. And I've always said that one of the baddies in Doctor Who should be called the Chase, or he should make a reference <laughs> like, we're on the Chase oh, now. I, th- I think that's 100% you know, so nailed on. That there, going there's going to be something like that. There's going to be a little tongue-in-cheek thing to... The people in America but I don't I don't get it whereas get everyone it. Uh, everybody you know, in the UK will yeah, but, be loving it yeah we'll be loving that but no 100% I think I love the fact that we're getting a, a bigger TARDIS crew now because mm-hmm. like you said has that hark back to older who um, you've, you've got a lot of bases covered with it as well you've got Jodie's there which is obviously going to be a very strong role model for the young female audience and boys as well. Um, Bradley for the slightly older audience, so maybe the older Who fan yeah. can relate to him more because he's maybe gonna have that slightly older view of, you know, someone coming in and you know be, being swept off on this big adventure through space I could see, and time. I could see him being very much like how Cribbins was. 
whenever he was in it, you know, like, oh my God, I'm in in space, you know, like, and he is going to be, out of all of them, I think he's going to be the companion that is, it was going to be really wide-eyed whenever he goes to the planet and that kind of thing. Because I think they've maybe gained a bit of inspiration from the whole Bernard Cribbins wolf, you know, hark back there, that they thought, well, people wanted wolf to kind of become a proper companion back then so let's go for someone that's just not gonna say a pensioner or anything like that (laughs) but just that slightly older age bracket yeah um than what we're used to Mm -hmm. when it comes to a companion and then of course you have um you know two people of color as well one female one male as well so there's gonna be so many different connections from so many different types of people that can hook in and relate in some shape or form yeah. with this show. And from what is coming out, they're all going to have their own like wee individual arcs throughout the season as okay. well. So you're going to get to properly feel invested mm-hmm. in all the characters as well. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see where that goes. Moving on to this year, 2018 then. Ooh. And... Uh, not only are we shaking things up with a new Doctor, fresh companions, all that sort of stuff. Brand new, obviously, costume to go with the Doctor. But we get a brand new logo mm-hmm. to go with Doctor Who. Um, and again, as with the world and the internet, opinions were mixed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought the new logo was pretty cool. I thought it was, it's just a bit different, you yeah, know, again, freshen it, it up. It just says Doctor Who. The one big thing is, like... Obviously, we don't have Murray Gold now. Yes. Um, who obviously had been doing the music since it came back. So that was five seasons. So now we have a new person doing the music whose name escapes me. But again, it's something that whenever you look up, you think, right, okay, new logo. But it's basically everything's changing. This is like you going from primary school. I'm not saying, I'm just putting this in terminology, you know, primary school or... You know, and then going to a bigger school and everything's changing. You know, like you've got new friends now. You've got a new music teacher, let's just say. You know, like and everything is just changing. Um, some things are going to stay the same. Is that you're still going to have certain aspects. You know, you're still going to have your home, which is going to be your TARDIS. Oh, wow, that actually worked. Um, so you're still going to have different things that are familiar, but you're going to have a lot of things that are are different yeah um and that's the thing is that change is scary but you've got to embrace it and if you're if you're already sitting in your laurels going like it's not going to work it's not going to work if you don't believe that it's going to work then you're not they're they're not going to be they're not going to make you a fan they're not going to change your idea you know so you have to give it a chance you know so go, and that's why i'm going into the first episode with an open mind mm-hmm. you know, like i have with every other doctor and, you know, and sometimes I'll be the first to admit that with likes of Matt Smith, I don't think I'd give him a fair crack of the whip as a doctor. But it's only whenever the doctor leaves that you go back and you look at what they've achieved and you're like, you know what, fair play. You know, it's the same with Capaldi. Like, season 10 for me was his best season. And season 9 was by far his worst season. Just all those two-parters and stuff. Yeah. But season 10 was the season that kind of reinvigorated my love for Doctor Who and that was mainly because of Bill um, but then whenever you have I think that's what they tried to do with Deep Breath was kind of make it or not Deep Breath sorry Pilot when it had her in it was kind of like if this is your first time watching Doctor Who it kind of explains everything for you and I think that's what it'll probably be in the same here 
is that it'll probably like explain what you need to know if this has been maybe some kid's first time viewing it because she wants to see or he or she wants to see what the first female doctor looks like because yeah. maybe that's something that mommy or daddy used to watch this and then you know like and now they're watching it with their son or daughter well this is the thing we're now at this point with new who that you know folks that were maybe of a certain age when it came back are now at this age where they could have their own kids now and this is a fresh jumping in point mm-hmm. for them to share you know the universe so to say yeah. with these kids now one final thing to say on the logo i do find it a bit weird when they they've started putting it on like videos and dvds off like classic who okay they're using it across like all right who now so it isn't like right you know i'm seeing images and there's like tom baker story and it has the new logo on it mm. i'm like that's a wee bit weird no that's that's not right no. that's a wee bit weird no but i do think it's cool and i don't know whether this was this you know were people over analyzing the logo but i do think it's cool if it is true if it isn't whatever but if you look at the o mm-hmm. it's the line going into the h it's the female symbol oh right okay you know the way austin powers is the circle yeah. the arrow for yeah. male uh-huh. that's the female okay symbol the circle the line down and then the line across it right fair enough whether someone's done that you know either way you had an easter egg or something or not i just thought it's a cool enough wee thing whether it is or not and of course as time gets closer to a series coming back leaks occur Mm-hmm. don't panic Chris we're not actually going to talk about That's any okay. leaks or anything like that but um, this summer during June uh, footage got leaked onto Twitter off early production footage off Jodie Whittaker's doctor and basically full proper clip as you would expect to see it speaking of which sorry you carry on talking there um, and of course that sent the internet into meltdown not for a bad reason or anything like that but of course everybody and anybody was wanting to uh, to see this footage now I, I will admit that there is actually outside Natalie's work oh right yeah because she's moved to Wales now right so that there was outside her work <laughs> it's just like a photo of the TARDIS and then it almost looks like a wee camera crew just there Oh, class. And then you've got the police thing there, like, you know, don't cross, and then you've got people up here, etc. So just while you mentioned that, I forgot to say that to you. So, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, she sent me that and said that uh, people in work were all um, going around. Losing their minds. Yeah, because because of that. <laughs> so just whenever you mentioned that I was leaked, it was like, oh, I've got an on-set yeah. photo. Now, I will admit, I watched said clip that was online. Um because I'm just terrible for temptations and oh, stuff like I know. that. You can hold your own water. Um, but I like what I saw mm-hmm. um, from what from Jodie, her performance, and you know those around her, the companions in that clip. Uh, there was no Bradley Walsh, uh, so there wasn't. So I didn't get a hint at what he was like. But based on the clip, it's obviously fairly early on. Yeah. Um, because there's a bit of confusion there, you know, as we get with all doctors. Okay, okay. So we do as in, you know, really, what am I? Or who am I? Yeah. Sort of, you know, that sort of thing. But performance-wise, mm-hmm. I was impressed by what I was seeing. And it was only like a 20-second clip or whatever, so you didn't get much out of it at yeah. all. But you just get that slight hint of, right, okay, what direction is this doctor going to go mm-hmm. or whatever? 
Uh, but looks very promising and the fact that we're now only a number of weeks away gets me very, very excited. Um, and then that started the whole hoo-ha with the BBC trying to I love track the down. Fact, I love the fact you call it hoo-ha as well. I don't <laughs> think you've even done that on purpose, but I just like the fact you've called it hoo-ha. Yeah. Um, I think this is the strongest the BBC have ever legally chased after. Well, something for a long time. Now, do you know they did that whenever the iTunes leak happened? I don't remember that. No, this was like before we got the announcement of whenever it was going to air. Oh, right. Okay. That basically what had happened was iTunes had leaked um, and accidentally put up, you know, you know, the way they put up things to pre-order. I like a season pass. They or something had put like up that. whenever it started and some um, some website had put it on and said about you know this is whenever Doctor Who's going to start you know like and done like a screen grab of iTunes and all this here and BBC had actually went after them and went after them with force with lawyers and everything and said you will retract this and you know blah 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 and they had to come out and they had to say you know like we had to retract this here we had to delete this off our um of our website because of we're just like a small this is like them coming after us is that we don't have like lawyers I don't know about you but I don't have a single female (laughs) lawyer like Ali McBeal in my pocket or whatever but you know like that's like them coming after what a reference Chris what a reference (laughs) and then um, you know that's like them coming after us yeah and then us going like right okay well we'll just having to delete an episode of the show yeah exactly so they had to do that and um, it's just because obviously they're trying to keep things and then it was like I think it was the day later that they announced the date of when it was coming out yeah. so if they had broke that say maybe the next day it would have been fine because it would have all correlated with that but, but I, do, I don't mind this at all if the BBC are going to clamp down a lot more on leaks well speak, I'm all for it speaking of which obviously I actually watched All In last night which I thoroughly enjoyed by the way um and my friend Johnny was saying that whenever Jericho was spotted at an airport, some guy had took a photo of him. Yeah. I was going to post it on Twitter and he turned around and went, delete that. And the guy went, no. And Jericho said, I will take a photo of you. And if my return gets spoiled, everyone on the internet will know it's you. Oh. So the guy then deleted it off his phone because again, like we've said earlier on that you know there is no surprise there's no secrecy now Uh, you know even whenever Jodie was going to the woods whenever she was getting filmed they were wondering you know like they were all in the car together and going like well she looks like something like the Matrix so if we're asked we're just saying we're cosplaying as the Matrix you know and that kind of thing yeah so yeah um there's no secrecy now but I I commend the BBC but sometimes you have to think right well if that's a website and a promo and the next day you'd you know, like it's not a case of if it's a small site. Oh no, absolutely! Like if, if we all of a sudden got an email the next day from the BBC saying, "Oh, you have to do this, that, and the other, and pull this episode down," you'd you'd fairly be. Uh, oh yeah, I'd probably be shaking in, t- in your boots. I'd probably be on the toilet reading <laughs> the thing, going like, "I've done it now." Just to play safe. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm all for the BBC at least being more secretive. Yeah. Like, yes, I. You're going to say, "Well, you went and watched the leaked footage, yeah," but so what? Um, <laughs> but. I mean that in the sense of one of the biggest criticisms I have had of Doctor Who of recent times 
is the fact that the BBC have been so flippant in revealing things in trailers oh, or yeah, whatever, like, like the master yeah, stuff, uh-huh. and you're just like, if you'd have left that out of a trailer, yeah, and had that happen in the episode, people would have been losing their minds, and you know, again, Twitter would have went into meltdown with, oh my goodness, the master's back, yeah. and you'd have got far more hits and views and maybe rewatches of episodes of people who maybe have fell out of love with Doctor Who or from when he last appeared or didn't have any recollection of who he was because maybe Capaldi yeah. was their first soiree in the Doctor rather who. than just going smack bang on BBC on a Saturday night look who it is mm. you know it's the master um, but this seems to be a direction that Chibnall wants to go and that is keeping things as hush as possible because bar that leaked video, I basically know nothing. Bar what we've seen in the trailers that have come out no. for this new series. We don't really know monster situation, anything like that. Um, and we're going to move on to the trailers here in a wee second. So we'll talk about that. Um, it's literally just footage of Jodie and the companions Yeah. that we've seen. Yeah. We've seen them running and maybe seen heard her send a sentence or whatever. I mean, I know that they are bringing out, I think it's maybe the start of October, they're bringing out, they've brought out Roads to the 13th Doctor, which has like uh, 10 and 11 and 12 in it, but then they're going to bring out the first comic that has, you know, the 13th Doctor in it. You know, like, so this will obviously tie in with the show, which is great. And I've actually got my issue pre-order because I like having the photo one in case she ever does a convention. Yeah. Then I can go right with, well prepared, well prepared. Yeah, prepared. exactly, because sometimes they're harder to get at. But, yeah, there's always a lot of things to, for you to to look into. But, like you say, you know, like, I, I don't even know... I know what her, she sounds like because of the trailer, but I don't know what any of the other characters sound like, really. You yeah. Know? And then we don't know what the music for the show... Obviously, we know it's going to be the Doctor Who theme, but we don't know how it's going to get done. Yeah, I don't know. know if Around the time when they revealed the new logo, they kind of had like a 10-second kind of visual clip of the logo, kind of like with the TARDIS going along. So the line you see go across the new logo was a TARDIS trail across it. And there was a wee bit of music accompanied behind that. But you don't know whether that's going to be any actual link to the music or not at all. But that leads us on to as i mentioned the trailers there was the teaser during the world cup and then there was san diego comic con where we actually got a proper trailer and, and we get we to hear the, quite a bit more and then we got the last one there a couple of days ago the one with the, all the stuff up the top the, the glass, glass like, yes. and then her just going whoops yeah you know um but it is a lot of those trailers the teaser one during the world cup was kind of Everybody thought, right, that was going to be the trailer. Yeah. You know, because it's like, oh, it's World Cup. The BBC are going to again want, you know, eyes mm-hmm. on uh, this trailer. England. And it was just really, um, what was it? Uh, we haven't got the names down pat yet, but the girl companion was eating a pizza with her mate. Mm-hmm. Bradley was in a chippy reading a newspaper, which turned into a Beano. Yeah. Which happened to be the Beano that Matt Smith's doctor was reading. Oh, right, okay. Uh, in Angels in Manhattan, I think, or okay. something like that. So, nice, cool connection. Um, and he was watching the World He was watching And the fellow was on his phone yeah. watching the World Cup eating, you know, food or whatever. And then she's just kind of standing outside mm-hmm. this little restaurant he plays, sort of thing. And so, nothing really. I think, it's, I think it's more an introduction of. Here's your, your companions. You've seen your what the doctor looks yeah. like. 
here's what your companions look like. Whereas we got a bit more in the trailer that came a bit later with Comic Con. Mm-hmm. But again, very hush hush, running about companions, you know, will you be my friends? Yeah. You know, you get that hint again of this doctor that's just not sure of themselves just yet. Mm-hmm. But you get a good shot of the outfit on film running about because yeah. up until this point I was kind of fifty fifty with the outfit. I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. You know, looking at the pictures, you're just like, because mm, in comparison to when Capaldi's first outfit was yeah. revealed, I was like, yes, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> because again, it was the whole, right, we'll want an older Doctor now. And then, right, oh, well, he's harking back to Pertwee and, yeah. you know, that age of the Doctor Who. So it's like, yep, cool, straight away. Uh, whereas again, Matt Smith, I was a bit, mm, not sure about that. But again, then, his outfit evolved as time went as well. Yeah, I, I think his was mainly because he hadn't watched Doctor Who before and I think Tennant had given him like a Triton and I think that's why he wanted to dress a bit like him with the bow tie yeah. and the patches on the elbows and stuff. But yeah, like you, whenever I first saw the outfit, I was like, mm, I'm not crazy about that. But, you know, whenever we... Not that it's hard to know what it's going to be like whenever you see a photo, but whenever you see her in it moving around yeah it's kind of like oh right there it is and you're kind of more looking at things in the background and it's not a case of you're going to be looking at her with that outfit on going you know because you're not going to get like a full shot from head to toe each episode you're just going to see either her moving around or whatever and you know whenever she's running around with her companions and you can see her like kind of motioning to them as if to say come on follow me and that kind of thing so um, again it's something that Whenever I first saw it, I was just like, mm. and then whenever I saw it again, I was like, okay. But we kind of also get hints in the trailer that we do. It does look like we're going to get a bit of that. The you know the regeneration is maybe not going to be as smooth mm-hmm. as sometimes in the past. So with the likes of Tennant, where he was basically unconscious for most of his yeah. first episode, the Christmas episode. You see in the main trailer, like her kind of like screaming and pain and like grabbing her head and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So you don't know whether because this is maybe something to do the with the first, fall. the fall, or the fact that this is the first regeneration post the new cycle starting. So you know, Capaldi was the crossover, yes, uh-huh, yeah. and now she's the first regeneration okay. of that cycle, so to say. Right, okay. Could that be part of it? I don't know. That's me just spitballing. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for that. Ugh. But at the end of the trailer, and it again just makes me go, I think she's going to be a, a pretty cool doctor. It's just like, you know, well, this is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And then that's where the trailer ends. Yeah. Just, you can sense the enthusiasm in the voice and the way she's portraying her doctor. Um, now, we're in the rundown to the tail end of things here uh, with this episode. But before we get there, there's one wee final thing I wanted to say, which just is again what the doctor is about. And I don't know whether you saw this footage or not. It's a couple of months ago now, but it was when they were out and about filming. Yes, was this to do with the... With the disabled kid? Yes, I did. I did see it, yes. Yes. Uh-huh. And she actually comes out to, uh, I think it was a Down syndrome yeah. child or something like that. Um, and she just comes out, but she talks to the kid. She's like, I'm the doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't go... Real. She doesn't just straight come out and go... I'm Jodie, yeah, and I, I play the doctor. Yeah, uh-huh. She's like, I'm the doctor, and she's in her full outfit, and it's just 
those nice little things mm-hmm. that you see that it's just like obviously they've been filming something and someone said oh there's a kid here would you mind sparing a minute sparing those minutes and going to these kids or yeah. any kid no matter mm-hmm. whether they have a disability or well, anything like that that's is what it's all about. That's what happened with my friend Gemma. She was outside somewhere uh, with her daughter and she was actually outside where Capaldi was filming and they had the TARDIS there. So Capaldi came over to her and her daughter but was in doctor mode. So he was like, hello, you know, like, uh, you know, like, and then just acting as, you know, like, and being the doctor, not being, I'm Peter Capaldi, I play the doctor. And that's why she said whenever he was at London Film Comic Con that she didn't want to get a pro photo with him because she had already met him, but she met the doctor. Yeah. You know, like, which I could fairly, I can thoroughly understand, you know, like if you were to see somebody filming, you know, like if we were to see Game of Thrones being filmed and we were to see um, Amelia Clark as Daenerys, I wouldn't meet her again because I met her as Daenerys. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, so it'd be like, you know, why are you here? That kind of thing. So. I got you. Yeah. Um, I just think with that, um, as well, did you see the thing to do with whenever you mentioned about San Diego Comic Con, the photo with her and River Song? Yes, and that the, drama. Yes, uh huh. Just like another bit that they wrote the doctor and her and her wife, and then they changed it to the doctor meets River Song again or something like that. Yeah. They kind of had changed it where they kind of embraced it and then were like, Oh no, delete that and yeah. then kind of change it. Just go with it. It's it's you know it's, there. it's a fact technically yeah. River Song is Jodie Whittaker's doctor's wife. Yes, you and know, you've so. already kind of said about with Bill with Bill being you know like somebody who's gay. There's nothing wrong with it, you know. So just exactly leave it there. You know, and River Song is very much mentioned that she isn't too fussy on yeah. you know, whoever she's in a romantic relationship a with. A bit like Captain Jack, really. Yeah, I think you know what is it female, male, robot, cyborg, yeah. whatever it may be. They're not too fussy. Um, but again, something that was kind of leaked already, but we got a good proper look at at San Diego was the sonic screwdriver. Mm-hmm. It's very Count Dooku lightsaber with, with it being curved. Yeah, it's it almost seems slightly more organic. You know, I don't know if that kind of points towards what we're going to get with the TARDIS interior. Mm-hmm. Now again... Apparently there was dodgy images of the TARDIS interior that got leaked. Those ones I've stayed away from because for me, like a new TARDIS is kind of fairly sacred. You know, you yeah. want to see that yeah. as it's meant you to be. You want to see the door open and the companions and you yes. seeing it for the first time. Exactly. Yeah. Like the time when, see it's tangents, this is Doctor Who for you. Like the time when the TARDIS changed for the second time under Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. So obviously you had the TARDIS when he just yeah. Became Matt Smith. And then you had the change around the time of Clara, mm-hmm. where she walks in for that time. And funny enough, it's the TARDIS that then was Capaldi's as well. Yeah. And the one I got to visit on the set off as well. So it's kind of that I have that connection with that one. But the first time that was revealed, and kind of Matt Smith's doctor just kind of clicks the fingers and the lights spin round and all. You want to see it yeah. in that moment and mm-hmm. enjoy it in that moment. So I have avoided those pictures. But I wonder is this hint because. We've seen in recent incarnations the doctor that it's the TARDIS gives the doctor their new sonic. Yeah, because with Smith, his like pops out and then he like w- 
<laughs> sounds terrible. <laughs> pops out and he whips it out and he shakes it and it like you know and then it like and then it like extends. Wow. Um, Compensating get, much? Yeah, get your mind out of the cabinet. Yeah, assemble the cabinet. Um, but yeah, so that's why whenever we see the TARDIS, then it'll probably be because, like you say, that's whenever something will be. The sonic screwdriver will pop out and then she'll say, Oh, a new Sonic. I would have preferred it though if, with it being a woman, that they went the Sarah Jane route and they give her the Sonic lipstick. No, wise yourself up, Chris. Come on, you can no. have Sonic lipstick. In fact, there was a song that Sonic lipstick, didn't you? Well, you Chris. think about Capaldi. <laughs> Capaldi had Sonic, spec- uh, Sonic sunglasses. So you could have had. Sonic shades. You could have had one for her, you know, one for one pocket, one for the other pocket. Um, speaking of the screwdriver, it like I said, it seems a bit more organic. It seems like they're focusing very much on it being some sort of like crystal. Okay. Because the kind of the way we've been used to on the Sonics, just kind of there being some sort of light. Yeah. You know that is emitting the Sonic and stuff. If you look at the screwdriver, it looks very much like it's almost to go Star Wars like you mentioned with Dooku almost like a crystal that's in a lightsaber okay it's it's going to that organic maybe way that's, I'm talking about maybe that's what happens whenever the TARDIS falls down and it mm. maybe lands somewhere where it's like rich with kind of organic kind of matter that forest that, that we're yeah, teased in the exactly. teaser you so never know could be something like that could be that could be that so final couple of things then um firstly from the mouth of Chris Chibnall that we are not getting River Song, Missy, the Paternoster Gang, or the Weeping Angels again. Now I don't know whether by saying again means ever when he's yeah. in charge, or at least for some considerable time. Um I don't see us ever getting the Paternoster Gang again. I think that's very much a Matt Smith and Capaldi era thing, mm-hmm. done and dusted. Um and he's also promised that there will be no Daleks or Cybermen for a while. Happy enough for this, Chris? Yeah, because you've got so many other things you can revisit. You could go with the Ice Warriors. You can go with the Zygons. You know, you could go with the Silence, perhaps. You know, you've got like that so many different matters that you can go. We could get, like, different enemies that, you know have never been really used before or have just been used very fleetingly maybe in like an episode there's nothing to say that we maybe not get the yeti which we've not seen oh, since, yeti would be cool, yeah. since we've not seen since tritons era you know like That'd so be pretty cool you, you have like a whole wealth and it, you know like you have different enemies which may not be enemies that are physical it could be more psychological kind of things it could be yeah. anything to do with just them being in peril of and it doesn't necessarily even have to be uh, like a monster of the week. Yeah. It does seem like we're going in a direction where we're going to head back again a bit like older Who with mm-hmm. Hartnell and go to certain time periods in kind of like an almost educational way. Yeah. Because it is well known that an episode is going to be based around the whole, you know, what is it? Um, the whole... It's... People say Black Lives Matter now, that sort of thing. But the kind of the marches back in, okay. I think, was it the 50s or 60s or whatever? Can't remember the girl's name. It's terrible that I don't remember that. But um, the black lady that wouldn't give up her seat in the bus for mm-hmm. a white guy. And that, you know, created the movement for yeah. you know equal rights. Yeah, they couldn't eat the same restaurants and that kind of thing. Those, that's going to be the basis for a story of this season. So it's not maybe necessarily going to be that each week 
to use like a flash and arrow term, yeah. the you know the weekly villain sort of thing, mm-hmm. it might just be that the story is its own basis that yeah. they're involved in helping the situation that's around them there. Yeah, because isn't it right that we're not getting any two parters? No. Yeah, so it's right. all it's like all that, which is great in my opinion. You're not a fan of the two parters. I'm not a fan of two parters. Whenever you could basically condense what happens in the two parts, like India that, one. that, like that, uh, Matt Smith one with the Silurians could have been one episode. Yeah. Didn't need to be two episodes. There was a lot of like Capaldi's ones that were two episodes that didn't need to be. Yeah. You know, so um, I got you. Let's round this out then, shall we? And okay. that is the fact that Doctor Who series, serious, serious, serious eleven. eleven. It's yeah. going to be a very serious season. Yeah. Serious eleven, uh, with the Silurians. <laughs> Serious Solarians, yeah. Uh, series 11 is going to be back on the air on Sunday, mm-hmm. the 7th of October, Chris. Um, I don't know about you. I'm actually reasonably happy enough with it being on a Sunday evening. It doesn't matter to me. It's, a, it's still a weekend. For me uh, as well, like, I'm sure if I mention this to you, you'll like that. Whenever you went to school... Yes. Okay, so whenever it's Sunday night, you would maybe have your bath and whatever. You'd watch something on TV and then get ready for bed. Yes. What was your Sunday ritual then? I know what you mean. It would be watching TV. Yeah, so what would be the program that you would probably know of? I know for me, one of mine was Darling Buds of May. I can't remember exactly. You've put me on the spot, but I know exactly what you mean. It would yeah. have been the case of I would have had something on the telly I think, on a Sunday evening. I think a lot of... People are like, oh, it's a Saturday night show. This used to air at some stages, I think, through Pertwee's era, like on a Sunday. I think some of Davison's on a Sunday yeah. as well. But I think for the big thing for them is that if you're watching on a Sunday, you're at something, whether it be at work, whether it be at school, whether it be seeing your friends, you're seeing them the next day. Yeah. You know, like, and, and that's the thing them. is that it's more like you don't stand around the water cooler, but it's more as what they say is water yeah. cooler talk is that whenever you go into your work or whatever or whenever I text you and ask you you know like so what did you think and that's the thing is that whenever you see somebody else like, oh did you watch Doctor Who yeah I thought I'd give it a bash or what do you think and then that starts a conversation Absolutely. so rather than you forgetting about it on you know watching it on the Saturday and then doing it on Sunday but I think with the Saturday with Strictly Come Dancing and all that kind of stuff yeah. I think that's why they've probably moved it to the Sunday and it'd be interesting to see as well is that Will the season finale be like the Christmas special? Yeah. Or, you know, because what we're going to have 12 or 13. How many episodes do we get? I think it's 11 or 12, okay. something like that. It's not as long as normal. Yeah, so. But I do think they are timing it that it goes right through, if not, or gets close to Christmas. One, two, that would three, only be maybe four, a couple five, of weeks six, break. Seven, eight, nine, ten. If you were to do, yeah, if you were to do 11, it would take you up to the 23rd of December. And then you would probably maybe have episode 12 go. on Christmas Day yeah you know like so that'd you'd be pretty have that cool I think that's a, I think that is a smart idea because that was a whole thing again like you say of older who that older who always used to be in kind of the winter time mm-hmm. you know heading into when the nights were getting longer and I remember I think Moffat was saying about it that you know it was always scarier because it was dark outside yeah. so when there was that villain or bad guy or alien or whatever as a young kid you got more scared because you're like, oh, there's nowhere really for me to run. It's not mm-hmm. like outside. Whereas a lot of new who has been when the nights are getting a lot, you know, oh, shorter. Had, or we've had the break, like the big massive break that we yeah. had in between Capaldi's or like Smith seasons. Was it, you know, like, was it like in two parts and I prefer to do it all in one big block and then them go like, right, okay, well, 
next season we'll come back October 2019 and be like okay we won't have a year to wait rather than waiting six months in between episodes because he's busy working on Sherlock exactly you know so exactly but I think that's us fairly up to date I think so on uh, on Doctor Who um, we have more Doctor Who coming down the pipeline we do so we do, do you want to give people a hint at what that's going to be about Chris what we're what we're going to try and do is that obviously, as Alan said, like October seventh is whenever Doctor Who returns. Hopefully, on October eighth, we'll have you know like our rundown of the episode, or whether we do it a week in lieu. So whenever the next episode comes out in episode two, we'll talk about episode one or whatever. But before Jodie makes her debut, we'll do like a our look back at the Doctors and their first stories. You know, like so we'll go from Hartnell all the way through to Capaldi. And see what our first impressions of the doctors were, um, and that kind of thing. Whether storylines now still hold up, or whether they're kind of weak. Um, but yeah, we're probably going to do that. And uh, the week off. Yeah. The uh, the yeah. So like the Monday leading up to. Yeah. So it'll be the Monday, the second of October. Hopefully, we'll get that aired to you. Yep, that's awesome. Uh, so if you want to have your opinion, your say on. Uh, that Doctor Who episode, if there's a particular older Doctor or Doctor from New Who that you think their first episode or first story arc um, is the best, feel free to get in touch. You can tweet us uh, at RetroShockPod, either by DM or just normal tweet, or you can contact us on Facebook, just search Operation RetroShock, drop us a message on there. Or you can contact both Chris and I directly. I'm at AlanGWPrice, he's at Vinto316. And uh, we'll see about getting what you have to say on the show. So, next week, Chris, Mm -hmm. we're heading back to the Arrowverse. We are. We're going to have to be very, very fast. Because we're going to be going into the world of The Flash. I was going to say, I didn't know if you were going to say... I didn't know if this was going to be a pun for The Flash. Or if we were going to have to be quick before it returns and I was like where is he going with this and then you said flash and I was no, like I understand I'm, that I'm, I'm, I'm not going there just yet okay. uh, but yes we are going to be taking a trip into the speed force next week because we want to get all these lovely CW based episodes out to you before uh, it all kicks off in October as well October is going to be the heck of a month mm-hmm. for TV be. for us so uh, yes it's going to be flash talk next week And we'll see you all then. Say bye-bye, Chris. Goodbye.